Urban Spelunking is supported by Landmark Credit Union. Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. All right, Bobby, this week we are in downtown Milwaukee at the uh, the corner of Broadway in Michigan. This is a building that's pretty old, even by urban spelunking standards. Um, only 20 years after the city of Milwaukee was itself uh, chartered. So we're talking 1860s today. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. The, the whole stretch of um, Broadway between Michigan and Wisconsin on the... Um east side of the street. This was a really busy commercial and financial area of Milwaukee, right? Yeah, it was sort of, it was the hub of all that really in, in back when Milwaukee didn't go very far in <laughs> right. any direction, right? And the buildings have been there all this time. Some of them have been altered. Uh, this one has been in pretty good shape on the outside, um, though it was painted for many years. And part of uh, part of the project that's going on there now is, to, is removing all of the paint on the outside and revealing the Cream City brick. Oh, wonderful. Which, as you know, I'm a big fan of yeah, this. Yeah, always good to see more of that in downtown. So we're talking about the Kin Guest House, the future Kin Guest House in downtown Milwaukee. For its most of its life, this was known as the Lawrence Block Building. Yeah, this was named after one of the uh, investors who built this whole stretch of buildings, who was named James Lawrence. We'll talk about the history, I guess, later on in our conversation, but what's going on right now? So it's a busy construction site. Yeah. So right now it's going, it's being converted into the second location for the Kin Hotel, Kin Guest House. The first one is in Bayview mm-hmm. um, yeah. and that's been doing really great. And there was a sort of a dip during the pandemic as every hotel saw when travel kind of stopped, but business is booming again there. And um, he originally, the owner had planned, he bought this building and planned to, um, build some more stories on top to make it much taller than it is. Um, that ended up not happening, which he seems to be fine with. You're talking um, about the Bayview, the original location, No, right? sorry, I'm talking about the downtown. Oh, the downtown, okay. Yeah. So he was going to add on to the yeah, so historic was, building? Yeah, so he's going to add on to the historic building. That's not happening. Although he is putting a, a penthouse up on the top floor, which is going to be like an event space. Oh, wow. So he's adding cool. this okay. one one bit. But so if you go in there now, it's just a huge workspace. But you can see there, you know, they framed out the rooms, so you get a sense of the layout. Um, and there's going to be a restaurant in the lobby. So this is a hotel, but it's a little bit different. And like like the original Kin Guest House, it's these kind of communal kitchens and shared kitchens, but really nice and uh, it's not a hostel, but it's it's kind of somewhere between an Airbnb and a hotel. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a hostel, but it's sort of a more upscale version of a hostel. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to find, you know, you know, teenagers doing their gap year <laughs> back, <laughs> backpacking, staying here. It's got communal kitchens and it's got laundry facilities, so it tends to attract okay. people who are staying a little bit longer. Um, it also attracts uh, a lot of people who buy, like in Bayview, there's people who buy out the whole place because it's a smaller sure. place. And um you know, for maybe a wedding, the people are coming into town or like a family's doing a vacation together, that that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think he expects the same thing is going to happen downtown. It's going to be a bigger scale because it's at least twice as big, um, if not more so. Well, coming up in the second part here of Urban Spelunking, we're going to get into the history of this building. We're going to wind back the clock, which winds back quite a ways. We're talking 1860s here. So the history of this building, some of the unique Easter eggs that you found on your tour. Uh, you went in the basement and you found some stuff down there, as you always do. I always go in the basement because <laughs> cool. I always find stuff down there. We're going to talk about that next on Urban Spelunking. Support for 88.9 Radio Milwaukee comes from your membership and Landmark Credit Union. Landmark Credit Union is proud to support Urban Spelunking and is proud to have been guiding members with financial options since 1933. Information about membership is at LandmarkCU.com. 
Landmark Credit Union. A donation comes in many forms. A sustaining membership, one-time gift, and even that vehicle you no longer use. Whether it's a car, truck, or boat, donating is a great way to support this station. Even if it's no longer running, your vehicle donation could be worth hundreds of dollars in support of the programming you enjoy. Get the process started today by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars. And we are back on Urban Spelunking at the Lawrence Block Building, the future Kin Guest House. Um, we, we talked about you going in the basement of this building and, uh, you know, 1860s, so a lot of history throughout the years here. So I, I guess first let's start with what this was for most of its life. Yeah, so, you know, it was a it was a commercial building, you know, so it had loads of tenants, of course, over the years. There were carpet dealers in there. There were, um, there was, for a really long time, there was a drug store in there, sort of a wholesale drug store. Um, and these were businesses that tended to use the whole building. It's so, you know, it wasn't always like a, a retailer on the first floor and then offices above. It tended to be businesses that had the whole building, lots of wholesalers of very different products and that sort of thing. And how many stories are on the whole building? Um, there are four and there will soon be five. And it's kind of cool because inside you can find some remnants of some of these um, businesses that were in there. Um, on the In the lobby, in the future lobby, there's a, there's a sort of 80s looking stripe painted around <laughs> the wall. Okay. And it's got like logos of various designers. Oh, okay. Like Jordash. Okay. Is this from <laughs> and the carpet? Oscar de la Renta. Because oh. in the late 70s and in the 80s, there was a clothing store in there. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of an outlet, clothing outlet store. Um, and then if you go up to the, I think it's the third floor, there's an area where when they pulled off the, see, now the upper floors recently had been converted into offices in probably the 1990s. Um, so all of the kind of interesting interior stuff was gone by then. But when they ripped all that out, underneath on the walls, they found. A bunch of people had written their names and that sort of thing. Oh yeah, and somebody you had, always find the graffiti. Too, yeah, right? and there, and then and there was stencil paint. You know, there were these stencils that had the name of the drug store. Raymer Drug had been in there for a long time, so those are spray painted on the wall, so you can tell that's from that era. Um, and then one of the coolest things I found was on the fourth floor. There's just a remnant of what looks to be a really, really old poster. There's just like you know like that would have like been a paper sort of, poster. Yeah, that would have been glued to the wall. Okay. Um, a lot of it is gone, but the the one piece that survives is you can tell is a looks like a lithographed or printed um, drawing of the old exposition center. Oh yeah, okay. Which used um, to be where the auditorium is now, and which burned down in 1905. I'm looking at the picture right now in your story, Bobby, and this I, I recognize this building. I recognize this really uh, beautiful. Was this like a atrium or a glass ceiling that was? Yeah, on it? it looks like it. Yeah, because it used to. It was a place where they did. It was basically the convention center of its yeah. day. You know. Um, so, so this poster depicts that, and you you say that the picture is kind of you can't really get a date on it because there's like just the middle of where it was glued to this brick wall. Is, yeah, there's no words. I mean, there's no words to be seen. All you can see is that it clearly represents the exposition wow. center if you compare it to a photo of the exposition center. So. It seems safe to assume it predates 1905, but I can't be sure about that because, as I say, there's no words on it to tell. Um, well, let's go back to the Cream City brick. I'm looking at the photos in your piece here, and it looks like there's Cream City brick everywhere. Yeah, yeah, the interior walls are Cream City brick, too. Um, and then the exterior, initially, he was cleaning it off to do um, masonry repair, tuck pointing and that sort of thing, uh -huh. um, and had planned to paint it again. 
But once he started to take the paint off, he started to get so many calls and emails and people just, when they'd see him saying how excited they were to see the paint coming off this building and how beautiful it looked, uh, he decided not to repaint it again. How delicate is Cream City Brick? I feel like every time I've handled it, 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 it seems... It is very delicate. So, so I mean, really, the I, I've heard a lot of experts say the, the best thing to do is just to leave it alone, not yeah. clean it at all. Um, but there are ways to clean it. You can't sandblast it like you do other bricks and stuff because that would just demolish the brick, you yeah. know, disintegrate the brick. Um, so, but there are like, there's a sort of chemical thing they can use to get paint off and to clean it. I'm sure that's costly to, to have to go that route to preserve the brick, right? Well, that's what he said. He said it's going to cost him more up front, but it will probably save him money in the long run because once you paint it, you have to keep painting it because then every time you have to do any kind, I mean, first of all, it gets dirty and then you got to paint it again, but also it, it peels and then you got to paint it. Or if you have to do any tuck pointing, well, then suddenly you have these spots that don't match the rest. So then you got to paint it again. <laughs> so he, Endless cycle. Yeah. Exactly. So a part of this building actually goes under the sidewalk, right? This is crazy. When you go in the basement, um, there's a, a doorway that is going to be sealed up. It's still there now, but you can walk through this doorway and you're in this really narrow, again, Cream City brick corridor that has, I think, five rooms coming off of it. Each of them have these cool arched doorways. And in the middle of them, there's, a, there's sort of like a manhole cover. <laughs> going up to the street above. <laughs> really? Um, and they're not exactly sure what they were for. They think that there might have been coal bins for when there were coal furnaces in there. I'm sure, like a load-in like you see in yeah. you know, New York City has those everywhere, right? Sure, like, like, yeah. And, um, and they think it's possible that some of them actually held furnaces or boilers in them. They don't really know. Okay. They said um, they checked with We Energies, who uh, often has maps of where it's various... <laughs> Things are located under the street, and they have no record of them being there as as being related to any company that We Energies is now part of We Energies. So it's interesting; they're a little mysterious, but um, but they are. I mean, they are surely something work a day, like like coal bins or something like that. So they're not going to be filled in; they're not going to be torn down. They're going to stay as they are, but the door is going to be sealed shut for safety. Yeah. Purposes. But okay. someday someone else will get to find this Easter egg again, right? <laughs> and that's just, I don't know, that's just like really cool to think about standing under the sidewalks of Milwaukee and the, you know, underground with all this Cream City brick. And I mean, how Milwaukee did you feel at that moment? That was pretty great, especially because I think the street levels have risen so much too that it's interesting to consider how that may have changed over the years, you know. But to be under the to be underground like that just feels so weird. And knowing that there's cars driving up above you and people walking up above you, that's it's pretty crazy. Well, you can see for yourself and go along on, on Bobby's tour. You can kind of peek over his shoulder and get the first person view um, at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast. And right here on this podcast platform where you're listening, you've got the link to Bobby's story right in the info box. So just click info or whatever platform you're on. We've got Bobby's link. You can find those pictures and, and go underneath the sidewalk of Milwaukee at this uh, this former Lawrence Block building. And don't forget to rate us. Yes, rate, review, subscribe. We'd love to hear your feedback. And uh, we, we, we bring in new episodes every week. So we've got tons of Milwaukee history coming your way every week from 88.9 and on Milwaukee. So subscribe if you're not already. And um, next week, we're actually, 
we're back in downtown Milwaukee talking about the former Boston store building. Yeah, and that one's a that one's a brand new building built in 1895. <laughs> <laughs> right, compared to this, right? And um, some some big plans set for that building as well. Um, and historic building that's that's recognized. Um, uh, it's it's on the the Wisconsin Register, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So we're going to talk about that next week. The former Boston store location. That's coming up on Urban Spelunking. And podcasts here on 88.9 produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab. Urban Spelunking on 88.9 is supported by Landmark Credit Union. And we also get support from your membership and from On Milwaukee. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next week. See you next week.